Hi, I'm Mariana Henninger, and I help businesses like MSPs build trust faster and sell more quickly with a two to four minute brand video. And building trust quickly and certainly selling more quickly is something every MSP wants because the sales cycle is so long. And you're going to explain for us exactly what a brand video is later on in the interview. But thank you very much for joining us, Mariana. I do appreciate you having on the show. Very amusing just before we started the recording that I'm in my usual sphere I do with my guests of explaining how I've got a clapperboard and how we're doing video. <laughs> and then you said to me so very politely, you said, Paul, I'm a video producer. I know why you're doing all of these things. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you for being kind with me because I'm not a video producer. I'm, I'm just a guy that stands in front of a camera. Let's talk a little bit about you before we talk about brand videos and building trust. Give us an idea of your background and how you got yourself to this point with your own business producing videos for businesses. For sure. I love it. Um, so I'm a documentary filmmaker. I've been in the journalism sort of documentary world for about 15 years. I have an Emmy, another nomination for another Emmy. And I just I'm absolutely obsessed, Paul, with passionate, intimate, beautiful, personal storytelling. And I believe that's how humans connect with humans. People do business with other people. MSPs do business with other people. You know, it's at the end of the day, the focus on how you're interacting with another person who's providing a service, who's, you know, solving a problem in your life or in your business, that human interaction is incredibly valuable. And so my entire work as a do documentary filmmaker has been focused on really understanding what the emotional touch points, what the emotional connections between people are. And to me, like the reason I love documentary filmmaking is because um, a good documentary film has the power to transform the way that you see the world and to help you see the world in a different way because you've connected with what that other person is going through and you feel something. So that is like the biggest objective um, to any video that I make. And now I'm focused on making brand videos. And the idea is, what do you want your customer, your the person that you're serving to feel at the end of watching this? So you've actually got a real Emmy. Yes, I do. It's right there. Wow. <laughs> and it sits on your sits on your desk. That's so cool. I know. You know, I need to like reshuffle things around. So it's kind of in the background. Right now you have a gold lamp, but not my Emmy. But anyway. No, yeah. you absolutely do. And 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 if if you if you're just listening to this, go and look at go and watch this on YouTube <laughs> and, and you, you absolutely I, I think you're the first um you're the first Emmy award winner that we've ever had on the show. Uh, what was the project that you won the Emmy for? That was a story about a man whose mother was dying of dementia. And, you know, when we think of diseases, terrible diseases like dementia, obviously the person who is suffering from it is kind of the center of the story. And uh, this man, he, he essentially decided to document what that meant, what that meant to have his young mom diagnosed with dementia. He, he didn't know what to expect. And so he was that's what drove him to start to pull out a GoPro and start kind of filming his interactions with his mom and posting them on YouTube. And all of a sudden, he kind of went viral when uh, one day he's he would take his mom for for a milkshake uh, every time he saw her. And uh, one time they're having a milkshake and she forgets who he is. And obviously, you know, that's heartbreaking to experience that. Long story short, the story kind of focuses on him and the idea that caretakers have this massive toll that's that's not always talked about. Um, and so it's it's a really touching story. I had to cram it into 10 minutes because my boss at the time thought it should be super short. I, you know, I had enough for a feature film, I think. 
but and people are like is this the trailer like where's the but it it, and at the end of the day sometimes less is more and it's it's very impactful um i don't recommend you watch it unless you have a box of tissues okay (laughs) so it's not like a a barbenheimer thing maybe where you you have something happy to watch (laughs) after you've uh, after you've watched this uh, I think you you go back and you appreciate the family that you have. Yes. Perhaps is kind of the mm-hmm. yeah. I can imagine. I can imagine that. So um, you you talk about producing um, pieces of filmed. I, I don't say that. I don't want to say the word entertainment after you've just described that. But <laughs> but but what you won your Emmy for was essentially entertainment. I guess it was educational, but it was at a heart entertainment. You talk about moving people and affecting them emotionally. And obviously, this is something you're now doing with businesses rather than actually, you know, creating filmed entertainment. So how, how did you make that leap? Where, where was that natural jump for you? Yeah, so I, you know, I'd been in the journalism documentary world for so long, about 15 years and traveled all over the world. I've been to like Afghanistan and Haiti and Israel and I've lived in different continents. And that was my my entire life. I loved it. And I, I really could have kept doing that my whole life. Uh, but I had been at NBC at that point um, for about five years in this position. And a couple of things were happening. One, I had sort of reached the sort of salary ceiling that I could get without becoming a manager, um, which I didn't want to do. I, I still wanted to be in the field meeting people, you know, being a filmmaker. And then the second thing is I've kind of been a closeted entrepreneur my whole life. Um, I started my first business when I was six years old in my neighbor's garden shed that I asked them to empty out so I could build a little school <laughs> and would charge students 25 cents a piece to come and learn how to read before they went to first grade. You know, it was just like a business. I've always wanted to make my own money. And so I've always found ways to do that. And and it was kind of at a point where I had to ask myself, like, is it if not now, when? You know, if if I don't kind of pause on this career that I've built and this amazing journey that I've had and start a business and kind of see how I can take all of this like knowledge and experience that I had gained at that point and combine my two passions, because the entire time I'd been passionate about business and marketing and sales and growth and making money, all these things really excite me, but I had never like really worked with them or been involved in them. And I decided it was time to like combine these really two big passions of mine. And that's how I, you know, formed Brand Magnetic. And of course, that's something that uh, Michael Gerber talks about in his book, The E-Myth Revisited. He calls it the entrepreneurial seizure, doesn't he? Which is where once you've got that (laughs) idea in your head that I I should do this thing, I should do for myself. If you don't (laughs) let it out, uh, then you remain a very unhappy person. I'm sure there are many unhappy colleagues of yours is it 30 Rockefeller Place? Is that where NBC is? Yeah, it rings closet. a bell from, from 30 Rock, which which is a sitcom I vaguely watched for a while. Anyway, less showbiz stuff, more brand videos. To explain to us what a brand video is, because we talk a lot about video on this podcast, and videos are so important for MSPs, even though few of them ever really embrace it. But what specifically is a brand video? Yeah, absolutely. A brand video is probably something you've not seen before. <laughs> so it's a two to four minute video that is focused on the parts of your story that you know resonate emotionally with your audience. And it's filled with compelling visuals. The two kind of most important questions that you need to ask is, what do I want my audience to feel after watching this? Which is, how does my audience feel right after engaging with me in business, right after hiring my services as an MSP, for example? Um, And then the second question is, what do I know resonates with my audience? So what whatever journey I've been on as the founder of my business, as the person who is 
hopefully passionate about being an MSP. You know, what what is it about my story that I know my audience will connect with and will understand? You know, for most businesses, you want your audience, for most MSPs, you you would probably want your audience to think, oh, I can trust this person. Like, wow, look look how driven they are. Look how how obsessed they are about what they do. Look how organized they are. Look, look how much they've done, which, you know, I, I kind of try to stay away from accomplishments and awards and other things that we might use for marketing purposes and really focus on your story as a human. You know, we think about the no like and trust factor in marketing. And I'm sure you've talked to your audiences about this. We, we think, you know, the no is obviously awareness. People are have a problem they need to solve. So they come to an MSP or they're looking for one. So let's say they become aware of you and we want them to get to trust, which is when they're ready to buy. Right. But we we kind of skip over the like. So what makes you likable as an MSP? What makes you likable as a human? And that's that's what your brand video is going to focus on in like two to four minutes. I love this. I love this so much because the average MSP doesn't know much about marketing. They're fantastic at what they do with the technology and looking after clients and helping people. But when it comes to marketing, they don't know what to do. So without any help, the average MSP will just chuck themselves together a website, which is about accreditations. It's about qualifications. It's about what we can do. And look, we've got a partnership with Cisco or whoever, brands that most people haven't heard of these days. And a constant drum for me that I'm beating is exactly what you've just said. Actually, <laughs> prospects pick you or don't pick you based on their ability to get to know you, to like you and to trust you. Uh, so uh, I'm, I'm hearing nothing but good things here. So a four minute <laughs> video, this is this is the one thing that will, would concern me a little bit. And I know that I will sit and happily watch, you know, and or uh, the Star Wars uh, show on Disney Plus, which is 48 <laughs> minutes an episode. And I'll happily sit and watch that. But I know that they've probably spent $10 million filming that. And no right. MSP has $10 million or even a million dollars to, to, to film a four-minute video. So how do you stop that four-minute video being boring? Because I often find yeah. with videos that the shorter the video, the better, unless you've got the ability to really tell that good story, which most of us don't have. Yeah, no, Absolutely. I mean, I'll, I'll, I won't sugarcoat it, Paul. It's, it's actually kind of hard to tell your own story on your own. It's much easier when you're working with somebody who has the expertise and who kind of can guide you along the way. So with my students, like I've created frameworks for them to do a lot of this sort of starting work yourself. But in order to get to that story, that's very well crafted and is a conversion tool for your business. It's not just your origin story. It's not just the story that you tell about yourself, it really is thinking about the intersection of who you are with what your audience resonates with. Like that is the the golden sort of roadmap for a for a brand video that works like it should. And so, you know, if four minutes makes your story boring, then don't do four minutes, do two. Do do half of that. The idea for a great video is usually that less is more. So uh, we call it in the filmmaking business, trimming the fat. So it, it requires sometimes a lot of massaging and processing your story. It's not something that you just kind of throw together. Although I will say, so I this that's kind of my official answer. But I, w- but I will say, if you're not ready for a brand video yet, or if this is just the first time you've even heard of it, whatever the case may be, just the idea that you're coming on and sharing, a, a keep it short, but sharing a little bit about who you are, who the person is behind the MSP is already going to do wonders for your business. It's already going to differentiate you from everyone else. 
and I'll, 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 one other point that I want to make based on something that you've said, I think it's um, there are still businesses who are kind of, you know, MSPs, other businesses. There are a lot of folks making this mistake where their website is basically all about them, their credentials, their experience, either the clients we've worked with. This is what we can do. Look how awesome we are. Pick us. Um, you know, if you read Story Brand by Donald Miller, which you might have spoken to folks about, it's, you know, your your audience, your customer is your hero and they're the person who you should address your website to. So depending on who I work with, they're they're either in one end of the spectrum or the other where they're either only talking about themselves or they're only talking about what we can do for you. And here's the transformation. Here's like how how amazing your life will be when you work with us. And what I try to do is kind of think about how can we meet in the middle where you are focusing your messaging on your customer and what the transformation in their business, the the amazing results that they can have by working with you. So it is about them. But ultimately, they still want to know. It's still so important to know who that person is behind that business. So what makes you different from the MSP you know, that's competing with you in the same market or whatever the case may be? How, how are you differentiating yourself? Because if messages tend to sound the same after a while, you know, and the thing that really will set you apart is who you are as the MSP behind your business. Yeah, I completely agree. And this is awful when you have a guest on and you agree with everything they say, but I agree completely <laughs> with you there. There's no conflict here because actually, you know, your, your average uh, prospect, uh, someone that's that's a, a normal business owner that's looking to switch from their incumbent that they're not happy with anymore for emotional reasons, they'll switch over to someone new. They'll do mm-hmm. a beauty parade of, let's say, three or four or five MSPs and for if all of those MSPs will say the same thing. And what you're saying here is you've got, even if you only go slightly down this route, you've got an opportunity to stand out and be different by, mm-hmm. I love that that mix of, of talking about them and talking about yourself. Let's, let's just as a final uh, exploration, and this is putting you on the spot a little bit, but let's, uh, let's say you did start working with an MSP. We'll give him a name. His name is Dave. And okay. uh, uh, Dave, wh- which state would we, should we have Dave in? Let's have Dave in uh, South Carolina. And Dave's been running his MSP for five years. There's him and five of his staff. He's married. He's got two kids. Uh, he goes to church every Sunday. He supports the local baseball team. Don't ask me what that is. But, uh, you know, that's, that's Dave. And he's, he's just a regular guy, right, who happens to be uh, a, an IT owner. He loves what he does, um, but he wants more clients. Now, I'm not asking you to tell us exactly what you would do with Dave, because I'm sure that's a very long process, which we, we can't do in, a, in the, sort of the three minutes left of this interview. But what's the kind of approach that you would take in a situation like that? How would you start to delve into what someone's story is and how do you get that out? Yeah, absolutely. So I start with those two really important questions is, first of all, hopefully Dave knows so much about his audience. That is the one thing that you should do for your business, no matter how you you're, what you're doing in business, you should understand your audience, understand their pain points as if they were your own, understand. But adding to that layer of understanding them is understanding, again, how do they need to feel right before they buy from you? So 95% of purchasing decisions are based on subconscious. A study by Harvard Business School kind of revealed that. And what is the subconscious? It's how you feel. It's it's not how you're thinking logistically and logically about price point and what exactly you're getting. Like those things, you can diminish that part of your brain by tapping into the emotional state of that person. 
that's what, trust is an emotion, right? And we know that trust leads to to buying. And so for Dave, I would think I would want to know more about his audience. And I would want to know, like, are are most of the folks that he speaks with, are they dads as well? Like maybe the little league coaching is something that what what person what personality traits of Dave do we learn by the things that he does? And in that universe of all of Dave's personality traits, which ones will resonate with his audience the most? Which ones will they identify with and start to see Dave as that friend, start to see Dave like, man, I, I want to work with Dave. He's a cool guy. Like, I like him. His values are similar to mine. So that's what I would tap into first as we're thinking about Dave's core story. And then the the additional layer to the brand video is just thinking about compelling visuals. Like, I can already... I was like watching that brand video as you were describing it in my head because I'm thinking about all of the things that can kind of illustrate Dave when he's not on his computer doing work. Like we don't need to see that because we're all doing that. You know, that's not a compelling visual, but we want to think about the things that sort of are are supporting aspects of Dave's story um, that not only very literally kind of illustrate what he does, but but sort of bring us in that emotional journey. And that's what a good movie will do, right? Is when you're just carried along, it's called narrative transportation. When the part of your brain that's thinking, can I afford this? How difficult will this be? Yada, 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 boring, boring, boring numbers on a page. And instead we're thinking about like, of course I'm going to work with Dave. He's awesome. Like, I don't care how much it costs. Like he's, he's my guy. I love that phrase, narrative transportation, and I'm, I'm laughing as well because the, it sounds like the the least interesting thing about Dave is all the technology stuff, and the most <laughs> interesting thing is is everything else, is his actual life. And actually, if you think about um, if you think about how we used to buy back in the 1960s, so I know you live just outside New York City. Uh, one of my favorite, in fact, probably my number one favorite TV show of all time is Mad Men. <laughs> which maybe you've seen is about the yeah. um, advertising world on Madison Avenue in the 1960s. And it's so much more than just about advertising. It's it's just a, a snapshot of America at the time. It's an utterly compelling show. And um, one of the one of the things that's interesting is how difficult it is to get messages to people. You know, when you're buying from someone, you have to physically meet with them because it's the 60s, right? And you can pick <laughs> up the phone, but even the phone is difficult. And, uh, right. you know, the technology that we have today isn't there. And And I think about how did people buy... 50, 60 years ago, they they met with each other, they had a drink with each other, they shook hands, they right. met each other's family. Yes. Go back 100 years ago, we were trading out of our houses, weren't we? It's almost like we've come full full circle. That 100, <laughs> 150 years ago, shops were people's houses. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we have here in the UK are pubs, bars in the US. They were, people's, they were people's houses. You stayed in people's houses. Now we work from home. We don't quite trade from home, but anyway, mm-hmm. it's it's very similar. So what we're looking at doing here is using video to try to to replace that because we've lost that. Yeah, and in the, the from the sixties to today, we lost that actual physical connecting with people, mm-hmm. and 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 it's really cool that we now have the technology to replace it. Anyway, I love that we're going to let Dave get back on with his <laughs> computer stuff. Uh, I'm sure Dave uh, is not looking forward to his filming session, but it'll be worth it, Dave, when you get lots of new clients. Uh, Mariana, thank you so much for for sharing with us. Tell us a little bit more about what you can do to help MSPs and how can we get in touch with you? Yeah, absolutely. I think the best place to send folks is brandmagnetic.com. I've got a brand video starter guide. That is a great place for you to kind of start thinking about what your story would be. How how would you craft that core story? What visuals would be involved there? And it just it's a great sort of starter place for folks. Brandmagnetic.com.